everybody, and welcome to Formerly Crazy, a podcast about learning from our past so we can maybe have a better future. This podcast is all about laughing at our crazy or embarrassing moments from our past to try to have a better future. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Formerly Crazy. My name is Christian Sanchez, and I am your host. I am a podcaster, an actress, a local hot girl living in New York City, and I am so excited to kick off this brand new show in our very first episode. Oh my God. So I'm sure many of you listening have listened to my previous podcast called The Thought Topic RIP. Um, today, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about this new show, this new era, this new brand we're in, um, how I got to this moment in this solo episode. Formerly Crazy is obviously a brand new brand. And I'll talk a little bit about why from my personal life onto why I wanted to start a fresh slate, but then also like a business aspect, like why I thought it was a good idea. We'll get into a little tea time, a celebrity segment where we do a little celebrity gossip. And then at the end of the show, I'll answer advice, questions, and stories. So let's just get into it. Okay. So let's just start off with from a business aspect, why I wanted to change into Formerly Crazy. Um, and then I'll go more into the topic about the title Formerly Crazy and what that means to me later in the episode. Yeah. So like I said, I have gotten into podcasting in the past few years, tried some things out. I had really good success with the thought topic, my previous show. And I feel like now I am 26 and I live alone and I feel like in the time that I've lived in New York, I've lived like a hundred different lives. I've gone through so many different things, so many different experiences, good and bad, that have just totally shaped my perspective. Um, from a business aspect, I wanted to change a name that I wanted to change my brand into something that didn't sound similar to something else that was already out there, even though, okay, let's be honest, that topic that is a iconic name, um, but there are a lot of podcasts that are very similar to it in content and in title that I just didn't want it to, as it was growing, I just didn't want it to, you know, be super similar to something else that was out there. And while the podcasting industry is super saturated now, especially as we're like further into the digital age. I guess I live in the delusional state of I think I'm super special and have super unique ideas. So I wanted something to reflect. I wanted my brand to reflect me more personally and just, you know, not sound super similar to something else that's already out there. So if you now hear any podcasts called like Reformed Psycho or something like that, know that they're copying me. I'm not copying them. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But you guys get what I'm saying. Like when you want to establish yourself as a brand, especially when you're starting out and trying to grow your audience, you really like need to, you have to really be focused on your niche. And while Thought Topic had a good niche and will still have a lot of flavors and elements from that show, from a business aspect, it was just time to get a little bit more specific and be a little bit more welcoming in the in the audience, content-wise, I definitely wanted to have less emphasis on just sex in relationships. And we'll still talk about this on the show. I mean, 
for those of you who don't know me, I'm an open book. I say whatever. I, I I'm talk, I'm comfortable talking about things that you probably wouldn't say in front of your parents, even though my mom listens to my podcast. Love you, Robin. But um, yeah, so there will still be elements of that in the show. But the reason I wanted to have less, less emphasis on relationships and sex is just because I feel like, one, we're exiting out of the like caller daddy era of podcasting where people just talk about sex for shock value and for like male validation. And I feel like sometimes I would like lean into that. And I wanted this show to be more about relationship to self and personal growth, because I feel like that's just more relatable to everybody. Like I, I remember sometimes people would listen to my show and they would be like, Oh, I really like your show Christian. Like I'm living vicariously through you because like, I'm not really a thought. And it's funny because like, it's not even that I was like really a thought like, oh, I'm going to go like be a hoe and like sleep around. It was more that I just embodied that like bad bitch energy. And I still do that. But I wanted this brand to reflect the other side of me, which is a little bit more emotionally intelligent, a little bit more vulnerable. And I think when I would share those aspects on Thought Topic, those were always like really well received. I remember one of my more like, one of my most downloaded episodes was with my uh, me and my best friend Diani, where we literally were like crying in the episode and like opening up about our past trauma. And I got so many messages of people being like, oh my God, like I relate to you guys so much. Like I love that you guys were vulnerable and showed like a realer side of you. And I just want this new brand to be all about authenticity and, you know, just reflecting like who I am on a day to day like basis. Um, this podcast is also going to be a lot about accountability. Even when you think about the title, Formerly Crazy, and like I said, I'll get more into this later about the term crazy and what that even means as a person, how people use that word, etc. But even when you listen to the title, Formerly Crazy, you know, you think about it as like, oh, in my past life, I was crazy and I did this and that. And you can interpret that in whatever way. And so this is this show and this brand is about the journey to accepting yourself and the journey about, you know, looking at your past and learning from it and learning like how to be a better person. And yes, there are, you never really like truly change. Like I know fundamentally I will always be just kind of a crazy person. Like I'm really loud. I'm extroverted. I, you know, every time I'm at a party, if I have two sips of alcohol, I'm like, do you guys want to see me do the splits? Like, I just know I'm just that kind of person. I'm confrontational. I'm like a go-getter. I'm always doing a million things at once. And I know a lot of the people who listen to my show, you guys are also that way, my fellow crazies. And so this community is going to be all about embracing that and learning from our mistakes to use our crazy powers for good in a sense. So I'm really excited to start on this new journey. I'm still going to have guests come in. Um, we're still going to have, you know, people write into the show, share their stories and I think this just opens up the platform to be a little bit more inclusive. So it doesn't just have to be about, oh, this is a story about a bad date I went on and we can go a little bit deeper. So I hope you guys are ready to go to that level with me because I'm really excited. I feel like this totally reflects the new era I'm in. And I just think it's gonna be really amazing. And I'm excited to see where this goes. 
So again, thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in. And let's just get into the episode. First of all, I want to address this right now. Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. Sid, bleh, Sydney Sweeney. Holy shit. Okay. If you guys haven't heard about this, I saw this on TikTok yesterday. But apparently, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell are in a new film together that I don't know when it's coming out. I think it's called Anyone But You. But it's gonna be coming out soon. And they just filmed, they just filmed it in Australia. And there have been pictures surfacing of them being like super handsy and like looking kind of coupley. Like um, Sydney posted some photo on her Instagram of them together and she has his jacket on. And allegedly both of them were in relationships. Um, allegedly Sydney is engaged and still is to someone else. And Glenn Powell was dating this other model. I think her name was... Gigi Paris I I think that's her name but anyway last night it broke that Gigi had posted on her on her Instagram a video of her walking away and saying know your worth and that she had unfollowed her I guess ex-boyfriend Glenn and Sydney both on Instagram and everyone is freaking the fuck out they're like um what is going on? Is this a PR relationship? Are they actually together? Like, what the fuck is this? And, okay, while we never know, like, what's really going on with, like, celebrities or whatever, personally, if I was in this situation, like, let's think about it like this. Okay. Yes, like, actors have to do PR for movies and stuff, but, like, normally that happens when the movie is close to being released and as far as my knowledge goes, this movie is not being released anytime soon. Um, so I'm kind of confused on like why there needs to be this much PR about the two leads in the movie as of right now. So that makes me raise my eyebrow. Also, think about it like this. Like if you were just a regular girl and you were dating a regular guy at his job and he kept posting with his coworker, like them being super cuddly, her going to his family Easter dinner, her wearing his jacket, I would lose my fucking mind. And even if nothing was going on between them, I would be like, I personally am not okay with this. Like even if it is nothing, it's making me look bad. So, and it's making our relationship look bad. And yes, like you shouldn't care what other people think about your relationship. But to me, I wouldn't be okay with that. So as, as a crazy bitch, I'm going to say that for myself. I would not be okay with that. And if I was Gigi, I'd be like, no, um, no, especially like, come on, Sydney Sweeney. She's one of the hottest girls in Hollywood right now. Like men, women, everyone is obsessed with her. Like that is just, it's just unnecessary. So even if nothing is going on, it just like is a bad look. And I feel like if you really respect your partner, you don't want to make them look bad. I don't know. That's just me personally. Maybe you guys disagree, but let me know what you think. What do you think about this? Do you think it's PR? Do you think, I don't know. I feel like even if it is PR, they might still be fucking anyway. Cause that's the thing about like actors that people don't realize are like celebrities is that even if they are dating for PR, they could still be hooking up. Like for example, I think bad bunny and Kendall Jenner's relationship is for PR, but they still might be hooking up. Like 
I mean, maybe Chris Jenner has him on payroll and is paying him to date her. But Kendall's hot, so he's probably like, okay, but I'm still like hook up with her. I don't know. So there could be some blurred lines there. So let me know what you guys think. Okay, speaking of couples, Kylie and Timothy. I'm not going to speak too much about this, but allegedly it is rumored that Kylie and Timothy Chalamet are an item. And all I'm going to say is this. Good for him if that is true, because her ass is crazy. Um, I'm not really a Kylie or Kardashian stan, but the thought of them being together is just funny to me and entertains me. So I hope it's true. Okay. And then last piece of our tea time for today is Frank Ocean drama. Okay. So I know this is like two weeks old at this point, but I want to say my piece about this because I'm a Frank Ocean fan. If you guys haven't heard, Frank Ocean was supposed to headline at Coachella this year. And basically what happened the first weekend is he was the headliner for Sunday. And apparently last minute he changed what he had originally planned. Like, I guess he was going to have figure skaters during his performance and then decided last minute he didn't want to do it. Um, so... Because of that, I guess his set was delayed and then he only ended up performing for an hour after people had camped out and waited for him all day. And then he kind of just abruptly ended the show. He was just like, all right, y'all later and like just left, I guess. So a lot of people were mad about it. And then he ended up pulling out of weekend two for Coachella. So I'm a Frank Ocean fan. And obviously I like honestly... Do I think it's messed up because a lot of people spent a lot of money to go see him? Yes. But I don't know. I also kind of feel like if you're really a Frank Ocean fan, you kind of know how he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's not really into performing. So I feel like even if it wasn't the greatest performance of your life, at least you got to see him. You know what I mean? And I, I know that I do sympathize with the people who like decided to spend their last day at Coachella camping out all day because they really wanted to see Frank. And you know what? Like, yes, you decided to do that, but also you still got to see him. You know what I mean? Like, I feel more bad for people who were going to weekend two who really wanted to see him and didn't get to see him at all. You know what I mean? Like, I know there were a lot of people there who got to see him, but were disappointed. And I get that. But also, it's not like you were only paying to go see Frank Ocean. Like, you went to the whole weekend and you had the opportunity to see other performers. You know what I mean? So it's like not the worst situation in the world. It's not like you went to a Frank Ocean concert and he just like bailed or canceled or whatever. So for those of you who don't know, I used to be a musical theater girl. Now I just really do TV and film acting. But I know what it's like to be a performer. And as you guys can hear, I have a raspy voice. I lose my voice easily. And when I was singing regularly, I would lose my voice a lot. And it was really fucking stressful to be in like the best like condition possible to perform. So I kind of sympathize with like singers in that aspect. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, he should have just like gave a little bit more of a shit. <laughs> But I don't know. I guess I'm not mad because I didn't go to Coachella and it's like, it's Frank Ocean. Like he does shit like this. This man doesn't like to perform. And some people are just like that. Some people like to make music and not perform. 
Like, I would argue Ariana Grande is not much of a performer. Like, she can sing, but, like, she's not, like, a Beyonce where she's, like, I'm going to dance crazy and all this stuff and put on, like, a show. Like, she'll just go out and sing her songs, do her little dances. And, like, as a fan, that's what you expect, you know? So, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think Frank really fucked up? Are you in my boat where you're kind of like, yeah, I get it. Let me know what you guys think. Okay, so today for our main topic, I want to talk about the word crazy and kind of debunk and break it down for everybody and what it means to be called crazy, right? For those of you who don't know me or those of you who do, I have been labeled a crazy girl so many times in my life, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes in a negative way. And more often than not, I feel like the word crazy is used to describe women specifically or femme people in a negative way. So let's break it down a little bit. How often is it that a man is called crazy and is known as being crazy? Like, I feel like that calling a man crazy and that being valid has been more, I don't know, it's been a little bit more socially acceptable in the past couple of years. But in the past, the word crazy has always been reserved to describe women, especially in like romantic sense or women who like to go out, who are very adventurous, women who maybe are more assertive. That that girl's crazy. She's crazy. If you're emotional, you're crazy. So I feel like that's often why feminine people are described as crazy is because crazy is associated with being very emotional, very like high level, like high energy, high emotion. And so especially in a negative sense, that's going to be associated with women. So when I think about this new podcast and calling my and calling it formerly crazy, it's because it's almost like we're reclaiming that term. It's almost like we're redefining and empowering ourselves to not be limited to what other people say about us. Um, I want to give a couple examples about this. And maybe if you're listening, you can relate. Um, the first example that comes to mind when people say crazy is I think about um, in past relationships when guys would call me crazy for being really emotional or maybe being like a little unhinged. And it's always funny when you hear someone call you crazy because it's like, check the source. Why Why is this person acting quote unquote crazy? Is it provoked? You know what I mean? I want this new show and this new podcast to really reflect accountability and really, I don't know, I, I really want to be a little bit more vulnerable about like my rights and wrongs of my life. And I know there have definitely been times in my life where I was fucking crazy. Like I really just did some unhinged shit. Now that I'm a little bit older, that that prefrontal lobe is fully developed, I wanna like take the time to analyze it and grow from it instead of just being like, oh yeah, I'm a crazy bitch, steak toxic. Eh, you know what I mean? Like I feel like in our culture right now, it's so cool to like be toxic, blame all your mistakes, blame all your problems on other people, don't take accountability. And like, yes, sometimes other people are wrong, but we can also like find the gray area where we are wrong, but we're also right. You know what I mean? Anyway, going back to situations, thinking about like, 
okay, for example, like in the past when I was dating a guy and he would be like, you're crazy, you're crazy. I think about it now and it was like, yeah, I was crazy. But you want to know why I was crazy? Because I was put in situations that called for it. You know what I mean? And I I know I am the kind of person, and maybe you, you at home can relate to this, I'm the kind of person that I I can't help but to be emotional. I wish so badly I was a chill girl and shit did not bother me and I could just roll it off my back. But no, I I get offended very easily. Like if someone gives me like a little backhanded compliment, I am so quick to be like, what did you mean by that? Confrontational, direct. And that is another example of in the past when people have been like, whoa, you're crazy. You're too much. Da, 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 da. But kind of have had to learn to be that way. And as I gotten older, I've learned to reel it in a little bit more and be like, okay, Christian, not everything needs to warrant that kind of response. You can be confrontational and mature. Um, but I'm not going to allow someone titling me as crazy to limit me, limit myself anymore. And I don't think anyone should. If you're listening to this and someone has ever called you crazy, embrace that shit. Be like, yes, I am fucking crazy. And you know what? It's because I stand up for myself because if someone is wronging me, I'm not going to fucking take it. I'm going to retaliate. And yes, there's obviously an extreme of that. That is not okay. Like, you don't, I, I want to say right now, I don't condone violence. I don't condone bullying. I don't condone any of doxing people or any of that kind of behavior. But I do think, you know, if people are going to call you crazy, you might as well stand up for yourself and defend yourself. I like my heart always goes out to women specifically who get called crazy. Like it is always such a red flag to me when you start like dating someone or getting to know someone and they refer to everyone as crazy. Even like, okay, I'm going to take that a step further. Even with friends in the past, I met someone new and they refer to people like former friends or ex-employee or ex-bosses or ex-relationships like, oh, they're crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. It's like, "Mm, is everyone around you crazy or are you the problem? So with that being said, I say justice for people who have been called crazy and let's fucking own that shit. And to be honest, me as a person, like me as Christian speaking, I really don't call people crazy. I think when I'm describing someone's behavior that may be a little unorthodox, a little unhinged, I like to be a little bit more specific. Like, for example, if someone in a relationship is being a little extreme in their emotion, I would say, oh, maybe you are being toxic. Maybe you are being manipulative. If someone is out partying and they're doing cartwheels, backflips, taking shots, I would be like, whoa, you're fine. (laughs) Not, you're crazy. And I don't know. I just think we have to be smarter about how we use our language, right? So that's why I wanted to name the show Formerly Crazy because I am formerly signing off on my past and saying, yes, I have maybe acted X, Y, and Z, but here's where I'm learning from it. And I hope that we can all learn from it together. And so that is why this show is going to be about personal growth. It's going to be about, we're going to talk about times we were crazy in relationships, times we were crazy at work, times we were crazy when it comes to partying and how we can become better people from that. 
So that's really all I just wanted to touch on today and really just remind all of you, my fellow crazies, that we are not defined by what other people say about us. And, you know, maybe that makes me delusional, but I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to let anyone tell me. I'm really, I think in my younger years, in my early 20s, I was really okay with letting other people tell me who I was. And I'm now at a point where it's like, okay, I've gathered my data. I can now make decisions for myself. And I don't have to be defined by what anybody says. So sound off, guys. Sound off, my fellow crazies. Tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. And tell me about a time someone calls you crazy. And maybe they were right. Maybe they were wrong. Tell me about a time maybe you were crazy. I would love to hear from you. And I'm so excited to go on this new journey with you all. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get into questions slash advice. Okay, guys, before we wrap up the show today, we're going to do advice, questions, slash stories. And these are questions that you guys can submit via Instagram. We have a Google Doc that you can write it in anonymously. Or if you're feeling bold and crazy, you can go ahead and DM us your question. Um, if you don't want us to mention your name just let us know but anyway these are all anonymous today so I'm gonna go ahead and read the first one okay so this person said my boyfriend pays for most things in our relationship and holds it over my head and it really pisses me off what do I do okay I think a spin I would love to do on the show is give you like the toxic advice that what I you would do in the past and then what the healthy option is and how I would handle the situation currently in my current more evolved version of myself. So, okay, first things first. I have always been in the idea of if you can't like truly afford to pay for something or like or to like um, cover someone, then don't do it. Like if you can't lend money out and it's fine that you don't have that money for a while, I say don't do it. So I don't know. I, f- I feel like that's when people kind of like hold it over your head or like hound you about stuff. I do think it's different in a relationship because like in a man and woman relationship, typically guys like to pay for things more. So I think it's kind of weird that they hold it over your head. Um, in the past, my unevolved version of myself, I would say I would withhold sex from them, but we're grown and mature. So... <laughs> I would say just have a conversation about it. I guess it would depend on like what it means to hold it over your head. Like as this person didn't really go into detail about it. Do they say if you get something new for yourself, they're like, oh, well, I pay for da 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 You can't. And you're buying yourself a new shirt. You know what I mean? Like if it's like that or if it's like, oh, babe, I pay for everything. You know what I mean? Um, So I would just have a mature conversation about it and be like, hey, I really appreciate everything that you do for me, but do you feel like I don't support you in other ways? And just have an open and honest conversation because like, you know, maybe sure your boyfriend makes more money than you. Maybe he pays for most things. Okay, well, maybe you do more like house chores. Maybe you help like manage all the bills and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so there's different roles you take on in a relationship. So I think just have an open conversation about it and tell him to stop because if he's going to hold it over your head, that's just annoying. Like, just don't do it then. So that would be my advice. (laughs) Okay. This next question says, would you marry a retired thought? 
side eye. <laughs> like I said, my old show was called Thought Topic. So um, I guess I'm a retired thought in a sense. Ma- mainly just because like I don't go out and go crazy like I used to. But I think it depends. Like I've dated people before who claimed they were a retired thought, but Loki were still thoughting while I was dating them. And that's definitely not okay. Um, <laughs> in reality, if you're dating someone and you're serious with them and you see yourself marrying the person, I feel like what happens before you met them doesn't really matter as long as you're honest about it. Like, I know with my current relationship, I've had a past, my boyfriend's had a past, and we don't really like let it affect our relationship. I think in the beginning, it kind of does because you want to know if you can trust this person. But over time, if you build up that trust, I don't think it matters. So I guess you can marry a thought. And honestly, I think it's better to date someone who has like gotten their crazy phase out of their system because then you know they're not going to be wondering what if during their relationship you know what I mean like I feel like once you get everything out of your system then you're not gonna go oh I never got to do this or I never got to do this and now I feel trapped I think I don't know people who get married really really young they kind of feel that way like okay I'm I'm talking like people who get married when they're like 18 or 19 and then they're 25 and they're like all I've ever known is this one person I've been with my whole life. You know what I mean? And then they low-key want to be a thought and then other issues arise. And not that that can't happen with someone who has lived many lives, but I just think it's less likely because then by the time you're ready to settle down, you're settled. Okay, this last question says, how do you set healthy boundaries? I feel like I'm a people pleaser and it's hard for me to set boundaries with friends in my relationship, etc. Ooh, I love this question because I have also struggled with setting boundaries before. Um, I feel like in the past, I would set my way of setting boundaries would be having no boundaries and then out of nowhere freaking out being like, you crossed my boundaries, but I never like communicated boundaries. I think because it's hard to do because like I always wanted to be the chill girl, like not in just relationships, but with my friends too. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't bother me. I'm unbothered, whatever. Setting a healthy boundary is just being able to communicate it in like a mature way. So for example, like let's say your friend always flakes on plans that you make with them. Doing it in an unhealthy way would be ignoring them and then them being like, why are you ignoring me? And then you're like, because you always flake on me. Like, like, that's obviously not a healthy way to handle it. The healthy boundary way of setting it would be addressing it to your friend and being like, hey, girl, um, I love you and I want to spend more time with you. I notice you always like have to cancel plans last minute. So what's up? Like, what's going on? Let's talk about this, you know, because that's a less like aggressive way to address the situation. And it kind of makes the other person feel like you're not, it makes the other person feel like you're not attacking them and that you can figure it out together instead of being like, but you always do this. You know what I mean? Setting boundaries is definitely like my lifelong journey on how to always do it the right way. But honestly, I would say in the past like two years, I've gotten way more confident in my ability to set boundaries. Like, for example, I have a lot of party friends. Like I have a lot of friends that I love to keep in touch with but maybe our relationship is a little bit more surface level and we would always they would always hit me up to be like hey let's go out let's go out i had to get comfortable saying no 
without giving an explanation and just saying like, oh, no, I can't. And then they respect that more. You know what I mean? Instead of feeling like I owe them like, oh, well, now I have to like make a point to go out with them. You know what I mean? And they understand like they know what our relationship is. And now there's like the expectation that when I do see those people and I do go out with them, they're excited to spend time with me because they're like, oh, like I know Christian is really working on her podcast or working on her acting career or, you know, she's really hustling. So now I value the time I have with her more instead of just always wanting to go out and always wanting wanting to be seen. So I think that's a good way of setting a healthy boundary is just having open and clear communication and not jumping to aggression or petty forms of retaliation. And trust me, I get it. I love to be petty. I used to be petty in the past. And now I have to fight my like my natural instinct to be petty because sometimes it is funny, but <laughs> we're trying to evolve and grow. So just practice it in small ways and you'll get more confident over time. Okay, guys, that's all I have today for episode one. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you like Formerly Crazy, you can share it with a friend, leave a review, or even rate us five stars. That helps us out so much because basically when you leave a review, it recommends my show to other people. Um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, they have an algorithm similar to like Instagram or TikTok. So they'll recommend shows based on shows you listen to or shows you engage with. So any engagement with the podcast helps us out a lot. So thank you so much. If you'd like to follow us, you can follow us at Formerly Crazy on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Christian Like Dior with two R's on Instagram and Christian Like Dior on TikTok, just the regular way. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys, and I will see you next week with a special guest. Mwah.